Good evening. It's good to see you again. I wish I could see you, but that time is coming soon. If this virus will, uh, this pandemic will settle down so that it's a little safer. Uh, we're making our plans. Things are coming along. Tonight, I, I wanted us to look at forgetting God. In uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, Moses is writing these things. And he's given us uh, the Shema, which is here, O Israel, there is one God. And, and how you take, you're supposed to take that and teach your children. And, and the law is supposed to be in your heart, on your mind. Uh, you're supposed to live it out daily. And then he tells us these words in Deuteronomy 6, beginning with verse 10. So it shall be, so it shall be, when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, uh, to Jacob, and to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build, houses full of all good things which you did not fill, hewn out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant, and when you've eaten and are full, then beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him, and shall take oaths in his name. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the peoples who are all around you, for the Lord your God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord your God be aroused against you and destroy you from the face of the earth. Let's pray. Father, help us to take uh, these words written to Israel, written to us, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And help us to apply them to our lives and grow from them and learn from them. Father, give us your wisdom. Father, continue to protect during this pandemic. Father, I pray you'd bring this to an end in a way that you would gain glory. And that, Father, uh, you won't forget us. And by that I mean, uh, even if we don't deserve it as a nation or as a world, you would pour your spirit out upon us. And, Father, you would bring revival to the world, and especially, Lord, to our nation. It's been so long since we've had re revival from the east coast to the west coast or from the very northern reaches to the very southern reaches of our nation. Our country is fractured. It's violent. It's, it's going in all different directions. Uh, and some want to tear it down. Lord, I don't worship our country. I worship you, our God. And I ask that by your grace and your good pleasure, by your will, you bring revival to your world, because I know it's your will that men and women, boys and girls, will get saved. And let that be the outcome of this pandemic. Let that be what we learn from this. In Christ's holy name I would pray. Amen. As we look at this scripture, especially verse 12, he says, Then beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. How does it show up, or how does it happen that we forget God? I mean, we're his people. He's done so much for us. Well, the early verses says, when you have all these blessings, you become full. So it's not necessarily the best times that we grow closer to God, but rather the worst times. When things are going well, and there's no financial problems, when there's plenty of food, when there's plenty to do, when there's... Uh, all kinds of blessings before us. We can get distracted by the world. 
and we sort of forget God. That's why, if you've ever wondered why you couldn't get this person to be interested in committing to church or this person to be committing to Jesus, and, and they're distracted, and, and even in our country today, it's almost like it's a bad thing to be fully committed to God, to be uh, where you live it out, we're looked at as strange or weird or Bible thumpers or hate mongers. And, and Christians are not that if we're really Christians. We have a love of Christ that we want to share. And it, it needs to be shared with all who are sinners because we were sinners until we accepted Christ. So he drew us in. He changed us. He instilled his spirit in us. And now we're lovers of God rather than hateful people. And so I wanted to look at this with this in mind. Sin, by its very nature, makes us forget God. Sin, by its very nature, makes, it forget, makes us forget God. All those things I talked about are really idols. All those things are usually a result of pride when we misuse them. There's nothing wrong with things. There's nothing wrong with wealth. There's nothing wrong with having plenty. Unless those things make us so comfortable, we forget God. Unless we leave God out of our plans. Unless we leave God out of our lives. It, it amazes me that I was reading a, a study and 30% of evangelical Protestants, that's us, that's other denominations that believe that you have to be saved by Jesus. Or that you have to, uh, you, know, you know, that's the way you come to God. Let's just say that's the main doctrine. But 30% of them don't believe that Jesus is part of the Godhead. You know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, it was 31 or 30% didn't believe that Jesus lived a sinless life. And so I'm thinking, what's going on with American Christianity? Well, we're Bible ignorant. But because of the sin in our lives that we sort of excuse or do away with if we haven't committed murder and we're not committing adultery and we're not stealing and we're not doing this and that, we get complacent and the attitudes of sin come into our lives and we tend to forget God because sin, by its very nature, makes us forget God. And so, what do we forget? First of all, in verses 10 and 11, we forget that it is God who is faithful to fulfill his promises. Uh, Moses writing to us said, So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, uh, to Isaac, to Jacob, uh, to give you large and beautiful cities. Can you imagine? Which you did not build. Houses. Full of all good things which you did not fill. Hewn out wells, precious water that you did not dig. Vineyards, lots of grapes, things of that nature. And olive trees which you did not plant. And when you've eaten and are full, in other words, the war's over. You've conquered the land. God's going to do it for you. He promised it. And when you're there... And you're sitting into your olive tree or you're, you're picking grapes in your vineyard or you're in your home that God just gave you. And you're full. Beware lest you forget the Lord. See, sin makes us forget God. And we forget that it is God 
who is faithful to his promises. God has been faithful to all of his promises. He brought all these people from bondage, slavery, after 430 years of being slaves in Egypt. He brought them out. They didn't have to lift one finger. He fought for them. He led them with a pillar of cloud by day and a, a pillar of fire by night. His presence symbolized there, always with them. Just as Jesus said he'd never leave us and forsake us when we're his, we have his spirit in us. He's always with us also. He had fed them manna, the bread of heaven, every morning. Every evening, quail blew in, so they had meat to eat. And so they have bread and meat every day. He gave them water in that desert wilderness from a rock where the first time Moses struck it. The second time he was supposed to speak to the rock. And Paul tells us that that rock was Christ. He gives us living rivers of water. He blesses us. See, he's faithful to fulfill his promises. They're on the edge of going into the promised land. And the danger is not God saying he can't do it. The danger is not too many giants in the land that they were afraid of. The danger is not these great walled cities or these huge armies that they faced when they haven't fought before. The danger isn't that there's something wrong with God. The danger is we are sinners. And when we get involved in sin and start dallying with it, it makes us forget the Lord who keeps his promises faithfully. Did you see the blessings that he said they were going to have? He'll give you large and beautiful cities which you do not build. They go in, they take over a country, they meet the uh, armies on the field, they go in and take over their cities. Whole cities, beautiful cities. They didn't have to build them. Houses full of good things. So they plundered that you didn't fill. Vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant. Everything they needed from the clothes on their back, the shoes on their feet, the food they needed, peace and security inside these wonderful cities, a shelter over their head, things they had not had as slaves, God is faithful to give them. And ultimately, he did exactly that. We need to remember, when we look at those kinds of blessings, they enjoy blessings they haven't worked for. They enjoy blessings they had not worked for. And so do we. We enjoy blessings that we don't even think about. We have freedoms. We have police protection. We have firemen. We have doctors. We have nurses. We have clean water. We have an abundance of food. We have places to go. We have all these things, but these things are not the main blessing. We forget that it's God who's been faithful to us. We forget that God is the ultimate blessing of life. Without him, all these things are pointless. They can't truly be enjoyed. We spend all our time sucking the sweetness of life and forgetting God. 
And life tends to be empty. Life tends to have no purpose. And the way to correct that is to always remember and be thankful for the faithfulness of God. When we're fully committed to Him, it means we remember that. We tell our children and our grandchildren about the ways God works in our lives. We tell our co-workers how God has blessed us and how He wants to bless them. We tell of Jesus how He has saved us and forgiven us our sins and how we can live in right relationship with our Heavenly Father. Don't forget that God is the one who is faithful for these blessings. We need to realize it's Him who makes life worth living. And we need to tell others about our Lord and Savior. So sin makes us forget that God is faithful with His blessings. Everything He's promised in His Word has come true and will come true. The second thing is in verse 12. Sin makes us forget our former state without God. It makes us forget who we were apart from Jesus Christ. Is another way of saying it. It says, Then beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Think about it. All God had done for them, we talked about that. But they were slaves. No hope. Without a future. They were born slaves. They would die slaves. The work was hard, was cruel. They had taskmasters assigned over them. They built all the great cities of Egypt, whatever Pharaoh had them to do. They made bricks from straw. They laid those bricks on and on. The labor was hard. It was agony. They cried out to the Lord, and he sent Moses. And then Aaron helped his brother to lead them out of that land. Slaves without hope. We were slaves to sin. Jesus said, if you serve sin, it is your master. And we by our nature are sinners by nature and by choice. The Bible says for all of sin, come short of the glory of God. It says the wages of sin is death. These people were without hope. And people without Jesus are without hope. They are slaves of sin. We don't have to say yes to sin. It's not our master anymore. Christ is because as the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we need to accept him. But you see, all that they had done and been delivered from slavery, they forgot about the former life and how hard it was because of the plenty they had. Even on the trip when they were wandering in the wilderness because they refused to go into the land. They would complain, oh, that we could go back to Egypt. We remember our garlic pots and the fish we had to eat. The slave ration, from what we can determine in that point of Egypt, was just some kind of garlic sauce kept in a little earthen jar and then a little bitty fish like a sardine. So here they have the bread of heaven and quail and fresh, flea, free water, not Nile water, but fresh, free water. And they're complaining about garlic and sardines. See, sometimes we need to apply it to now. Think about it. Sometimes we think of the good old days, how church used to be, or, or how blah, 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 blah. 
And we forget what it was really like. We forget the struggles. God's people have always had to struggle to live in this world. This is not our home. And if we're trying to live a Christian life, things don't always go according to plan. As a matter of fact, they seldom do. Our plans, they go exactly as he planned. And these things that sometimes we complain about and these things that, that seem to be irritating us and why can't it just be easier are the very things that God uses to prove himself to us. And the things that become later precious to us because in those circumstances we find out how much God really loves us. We can't let sin forget what our former state without God was like. The Apostle Paul said something to us in the book of Colossians and other places. But I want to read Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. Well, I mismarked it somewhere. Well, I messed that one up. It says in verse 9, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Uh, he goes on. He says, Put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created you. Uh, and then, here we go. I was looking at Colossians chapter 2. It, well, for it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether the things on earth or in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross, and you who were once alienated. Enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled you in the body of his flesh through the death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. We were alienated. We were aliens. We were enemies of God. Uh, we didn't think right. We didn't act right. And yet he has saved us and brought us into the family. He has reconciled us. Don't forget we were without hope. Don't forget we were, we were dying in our sin. Don't forget that we didn't know the preciousness of walking with him day by day. We didn't know uh, how the word could be understood because the spirit was not living within us without Christ. And we couldn't understand it because we were carnally minded. And this is spiritual. Don't forget that he has a future plan and a purpose for us, a plan for blessing and life, not of cursing and death. Don't forget that all things work together for God. Uh, to those who love him are called according to his purpose. Don't forget we're called uh, to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. Don't forget that all things are ours in Christ Jesus. Don't forget that without him, without God in our lives, none of that belongs to us. The final thing is this. Our part 
God's done his part. Our part is to remember to be faithful to God. He says in verse 13, You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him. And shall take oaths in his name. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the people who are all around you. For the Lord your God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord be aroused against you and destroy you from the face of the earth. See, our part is to remember to be faithful, all our commitment to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, this message isn't to condemn us, it's to encourage us to remain faithful. It's to remind us of the blessings of serving God. It's sort of like this. Do we remember that human nature makes us self-centered? Self-centeredness is sin. Do you remember that we're usually timid in our culture and we don't want to everybody to know that we're we're all out on fire for Christ. We don't want to stick out like a sore thumb. And if you don't know what that means is, if you ever really hurt your thumb, you really mash it, you really crush it, then everything you touch hurts you. And so you sort of stick that thumb out so that it doesn't do, doesn't get hurt while you're doing that. When we should be sharing. Remember that when we deal with people to do it in a loving way, because all of us are unstable because we're sinners. And we need to remember that. And we need to, to find our foundation in Christ, our rock, our shield, our fortress, and hold on to Him through all that life has to be faithful. So at the end, we hear the words that every Christian wants to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in little things. Come into the rest that your master's prepared for you. When we don't do that, when we dilly-dally with sin here and we dilly-dally over here and we dilly-dally over there, it makes us forget God. And we should never, ever forget our Savior, our Lord, our Maker. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your many blessings. Help us to apply this to our lives. Help us not to forget how wonderful you are. Help us to uh, tell others Help us to embrace you and worship you and praise you and then live for you in our communities. Help us to reach out in loving, tender ways so that people want to be Christians. Give us the courage to do that very thing. Protect us and watch over us as you have. Be with our Christian brothers and sisters, our missionaries, our military, uh, our doctors and nurses and firemen and first responders and policemen around the world. Protect them in our own land. Lord, do give us revival. In Christ's name, amen. Good evening. Have a good one.